Hi, it's David from the Dead Daisies and you're watching CMS TV. Aiken presents and I of course am Chris Aiken and today on the show we are going to feature one of my favorite guys returning guest to the show he's uh he has brand new solo material a new single called Bahia Sunrise damn it Bahia Sunshine I knew I was going to do it <laughs> he has brand new he, he has brand new material called Bahia Sunshine and here to talk all about it and of course I'm sure we'll mention his other band YNT as well it is the one and only Aaron Lee. Aaron, how are you, man? I'm doing great, Chris. Great to see you, and thank you for having me back on, man. It's been a while. It, it has been a little while, man, it, but it's it's always easy when you put out good music. It's not it's not real hard to get me to to interview anybody and promote good stuff. It's when it's when artists give me something that's just terrible, and it's like, hey, can you have me on? It's like, uh, you know. <laughs> well, I I appreciate that, man. Um, you know, I I consider you. Like uh, I know you love the heavy stuff, you know. I so, do. and but I, I also know you like the the melodic, you know, good melody music as well. But uh, yeah, you know, when I was uh, talking to Jody, our, our publicist friend here, mm -hmm. uh, about uh, putting this out there and, and promoting it, I was like, well, I wonder if some of these other outlets will even take it on because it is a little more, you know, it's it's a little different. Sure. Well, it it it's it's more Beatles cheap trick. That that's that that's my personal take it's more beatles cheap trick than it would be rock or hard rock or metal yeah, yeah. you know but that doesn't look the, the core is simple to me for music as long as it's catchy as long as it's hook it's got a hook in it it's pretty much all i need to to enjoy it and i think i think generally that's what everybody is no matter if they're fans of Y&T or Metallica or aha, you know, it's, if you meet the, if you meet in the middle with some, with some consistent songwriting and a good hook and something that you walk away from three, four minutes later going, yeah, I feel a little bit better than I did three, four minutes ago. That's all you need, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm a sucker for a hook, man. I'm a sucker for a good pop song. You know, I mean, not that this is a pop song, but it definitely, uh, it's not hard rock. That's for sure. Right. Um, yeah, it's a little different from my previous singles, uh, but still uh, it aligns with, with my sound, I guess, you know, what, with whatever's coming out. 
you know, so I'll roll with it, man. Right on, man. Well, I'm going to be honest. I have no idea what a Bahia sunshine is. I have no idea what that is. And I didn't peek at the at the bio too much to figure that out. I figured you would tell me. So uh, why don't you? Why don't we start there? Tell me what that means and what it meant to you to write about it. Well, it this particular song goes back uh, to the mid '90s when I actually demoed this. I mean, it was you know just an idea that I had floating around, a lot like Eddie Van Halen had Jump floating around for thirty years. You know. Sure. Um, and I revisited the song and, and decided, you know, I think this is the right time for this. Um, and the title actually comes from, and I didn't know any of this stuff as I explain it a little more. Um, it, this was a girl's name that I knew when I was like five years old. She used okay. to live down the street from me and we were just friends and playmates and we would just, you know, hang out in the neighborhood and her name was Bahia. And when I was out in Austin, Texas, coming up with this song, I, for some reason, just laying on the couch and I was thinking of titles and that name crossed my mind. And I was like, that's a cool name. It's really, you know, pretty, you know, it, it gives me some imagery um, of some something like sunshine. And then it and then it morphed into this kind of metaphoric thing of a higher power kind of thing. Then I started, you know, uh, writing some lyrics. Well, I rewrote the lyrics. I kept the chorus sections and I rewrote the verses uh currently so okay. that's what you know was was the rewrite of it which i believe you know some some of the best songs have been rewritten not just written you know sure um so i went down a, a sort of a different different pathway with the, the verse lyrics and uh and that's what came out and honestly i didn't know that bahia was a was a place an actual location in brazil it's a okay. state in brazil um, so maybe I'll have a big hit in Bahia, <laughs> Brazil. Right. Uh, and then also I, I discovered through another interview that uh, the guy said it's a, it's a faith, some sort of, it's called the Bahia faith, which I have okay. to look up and get into. So actually this, this is, I'm learning even from my own title of the song now, you know, of what this could, sure. you know, how people see it. And, and, and a, another thing that I learned was it was translated uh, into, it means bay. So bay sunshine okay (laughs) but i started with it as this this just a a title from a a young time of my life of this girl's name that's where it came well it's interesting that it does have a spiritual background to the to the name because i i mean the song i don't want to say it's spiritual but it's definitely spirit focused i guess at least my take on it is it kind of it kind of tells a story of people going through something negative, but finding the positive outcome. At least that's, that's the, what I took away from it is like, it kind of, kind of led from, yeah, things can be tough, but you know, right attitude, right, right. Chi, what, right. Whatever you want to say can get you to the positive place. Is, is that kind of what you were, what you were going for lyrically? You nailed it. I mean, you know, this, honestly, when I look back at these singles I've been putting out for the last, four years or so um there's a running theme of of negativity versus positivity and Mm -hmm. i kind of lean into the positive you know i mean it's all we have really is hope and life you know and and to you know you the glass half full empty scenario you know i would rather choose it to be full than than empty uh so you know it it, that's just kind of a running theme now that i've noticed in my music but um no you you nailed it chris oh cool 
Well, you know what? You know what's interesting too is we're at such a weird place, you know, as a society, Absolutely. where you can't. I don't think you could write like the fifties the fifties doo wop singers did where it just starts beautiful and ends more beautiful. You can't write that because that's just not how the world is. The world is horribly divided to where a song like, like this one kind of can reflect, you know what? It may seem awful, but you can get past it. Cause that's kind of, kind of where we, I think we almost have to be as, as human beings looking at the world now. No, I totally agree. You know, I, I feel like there's a, an energy in the world right now that is uh, it's spiritual warfare in a sense, uh, good versus evil, you know, and, and maybe that just comes with age and wisdom when you start to notice these things. But, you know, I, I seemed blind when I was younger. You know, I didn't see a lot of the things I see today. Sure. Um, either they weren't happening or they were just flying over my head and I didn't see them. But, um, you know, yeah, no, I lyrically, man, I think as much as I want to be able to write a doo-wop song from the fifties, cause I love that music. Sure. Um, yeah, you're right. I don't, I, it, you know, doesn't, I can't see it being a viable you know, genre these days. That's for sure. Well, I mean, the proof is kind of in the pudding. If you look at anybody that's successful on any level in any genre, Taylor Swift or Adele or Metallica or whoever you want to pick, their songs are steeped in, darkness kind of not and darkness is a weird word for it but you know taylor swift half her catalogs written on bad relationships you know uh metallica obviously they're metallica they've always been you know die by my hands you know they've always been that way it just seems like we're at a point now where people don't want all negative anymore and yet you can't come in completely positive or else you feel phony and that it's sad that we're at that point, but that is where we are. You know, I totally agree. You know, it, it's it's being authentic to yourself, really. You know, at least in my music, I'm just trying to be as authentic as what what my being is. You know, it's and basically, you know, there's no expectations with putting music out these days. You know, it's sure. just, I love to do it. I find when I have time to do it that's when I, I get busy and start, you know, I've said this before. It's like having your antenna up and receiving the message. And if you're getting it, man, get it quick. Cause it'll go away. Right. Good. Point. So that's basically, you know, why I even put the song out was it came, you know, and it, and now it's out and I'm glad it is. And, you know, yeah. Right on, man. Well, man, I mean, you know, this, most people, if they know your name, they know it from Y and T and that's, a super positive thing for any of us that are fans of Y&T, that's for sure. So with that said, you have not put out a single yet that sounds like it should have been for Y&T, which I'm assuming is on purpose that you, you steer away from that so that you don't get lumped into, you know, since the bulk of what you're known for is already that, it would really limit you if you started releasing, you know, Mean Street 2 or, or you know, Summertime Girls 2 or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. So what is the reason for that? Is that indeed the reason that you just try to steer away from the the day gig to go to the night gig sort of a thing? Well, no, honestly, it's just what comes out. I mean, okay. of course, I can write heavier, let's say, riff rock stuff, sure. you know, guitar-driven heavy stuff. Um, and, you know... Maybe it's and, and you and I had this conversation before about why isn't there any new Y and T music? Well, I'm still holding out for 
possibilities of new Y&T music. And, and these riffs that I do have sitting around, I could make into solo tracks, but I actually am saving them for okay. when we get into the room, you know, and I don't want to just kind of not say waste them on myself, you know, but I think that they would fit better in that sure. realm. Um, I mean, probably, you know, the closest thing to a, to a hard rock song that I've written is Live For Today, which was the, I think, it's one of the last singles I had put out in mm-hmm. 21. But so, I mean, it's definitely in me to be able to write that stuff, but it's not any intention to try to steer clear or any of that, you know. Right on. Well, man, I know I mentioned it when in the intro. Um, I hear a lot of Beatles. I hear a lot of Cheap Trick. Maybe some Bowie influence in there as well, you know. I, I mean, all the all the classic '70s artists that were not bubblegum. I guess I, I don't know how else to put it other than that. Yeah. Seven, '70s-ish influence that from bands that had staying power. I hear that in your music. What influence did those bands or do those bands continue to have in you? Not only as a writer but in the the focus that you have towards staying in that in that lane as a solo artist um well let's just face it man that's some of the best music ever written and i <laughs> and i believe that we're lucky to be alive to experience that music at that time um you know i had uh parents that would play you know zeppelin boston old fleetwood mac santana you know skinnard i mean you name it man and my parents were playing this stuff in in the house so it was ingrained in me at a young age anyway so and that's usually how it happens with people you know they're turned on from their parents and and then it they take it with them you know but of course you discover your own way um you know and then with, with you know getting into kiss when i was 10 years old and you know and and iron maiden in my teens and brush and all the classic stuff, man. So it's just ingrained in me along with Y&T, you know, same thing, you know, sure. it, it just, uh, I identified with that music at such a young age. It's just there. So I think that comes through in my writing and I, and I do wear the, the influences on the sleeve, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I, and I don't take any, uh, you know, I, I'm not tripping on that, you know, I right. mean, why not? We're all influenced by things and, and, you know, let's face it, man, you know, Led Zeppelin, made a career off of stealing riffs or, right. or borrowing, let's say. Right. Right. You know, so many, so many bands do, you know, but yeah, you know, being just one guy, just making the music and, and producing it, then, you know, it, it becomes obvious what the influences could be, I guess. Oh, it, yeah. do, it definitely does. You know, the interesting thing is I don't know that it necess- that the influence is necessarily the music as much as the voice. I think vocally you really channel that stuff a lot, you know, especially, especially uh, huh. the Beatlesque slash some of the softer Robin Zander type stuff. I really hear in your voice, and you know, for for somebody that's always looking for something that's just catchy, that that can do no wrong. Wow, man. Well, I'm a huge Robin Zander fan, but I never really aligned my my vocal style to his. In fact, he's such a hard singer to sing, man. He's, you know, because I do these acoustic gigs, these solo acoustic mm-hmm. gigs around town, and I do a lot of covers, and, and I'll play some Cheap Trick, but I was, you know, trying to uh, do this particular song. It was The Flame. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, my God, you know, it's incredible vocal power, man. But anyway... 
Yeah, he's an he's an anomaly too. I've seen them a zillion times too, and and yeah. they're just yeah, he's an anomaly. He's what seventy five years old. He still sounds like he did when he's twenty. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah he's a lot like Manicetti, man. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, very good point. Look, real. I don't want to turn this into Y and T discussion, but how does he keep doing it? And and what I mean specifically is the whole package, because there's guys, and you know this, there there's guys from our era of rock that can still sound pretty good, pretty close or, or almost dead on, but they're not playing the length of a show that a Dave Manichetti and you guys are. They're not playing two and a half hours. They're, they're trying to wheel in at like an hour 15, you know, two and a half hours. The Manichetti vocal style is hard anyway. Yeah. You know, as somebody that used to sing a couple of songs in a, in a local band, his vocal is hard. And two and a half hours of that times three, four nights, if you're doing the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that's brutal, man. Yeah, I don't, you know, he, he's a freak of nature, man. Cause, and I think the only thing I can really attribute to his uh, staying power vocally and guitar playing wise is that, you know, he didn't even start drinking until he was 50 years old. Okay. So he's taken care of himself his whole life. Uh, he's really, adamant about you know taking care of his health and i know that's a number one factor when you're a vocalist man if you don't i mean he's always the one getting and trying to get enough sleep right and that's an that's a number one man if you're going to be singing three four nights a week you got to get your sleep and i know he takes care of that situation so i mean you know he, he's not out late drinking and and partying it up you know so i think that has everything to do with his his staying power with the vocals we just played uh saturday night this last saturday night in monterey and you know i find myself sometimes i'll look over man and i'll and i'll just be watching him and just the intensity coming off man with this just the way he's playing his guitar and then he'll just get on the mic it's like yeah, where's this coming from, man? Where's this energy coming from? Because I'm already kind of fatigued. I'm kind of going, hey, man, let's wrap it up. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, I mean, there, there's times like that where you go, man, this this guy's incredible, you know, at this age, and he hasn't lost a thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I know for me, I saw, I saw the band. The first time I saw the band was in 85 on the Motley tour. They were opening for Motley. On, and it was the summer, Summertime Girls. And he sounded... You know, he sounded like he does today, which yeah. is, you know, I've seen him as recently as I think it was like four or five years ago when you guys were here that I saw him, saw you guys, maybe. Yeah. You know, maybe what, what's, what uh, state was that? Ohio. Oh by, yeah. By Cleveland, by Cleveland, but it wasn't yeah. Cleveland. It was some, it was like an outskirt of Cleveland somewhere, but it, it wasn't Tangier. that long ago. Was it, it was the Tangier? No, it wasn't a Tangier. Oh. I forget where it was, but anyway, it doesn't matter where it was. All I'm saying is that he still sounded the same as he did in 85. Yeah. And that's insane. You know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's a great thing, man. And, you know, as long as I, and I just, I just hope this continues as long as it can just Y and T that is just for the fact that the band sounds so great right now. Sure. You know, we, we play great together and Dave, you know, being the, the sole original member, and delivering the goods, man. He's not phoning the stuff in. He's he's truly it's it's his passion and, and love, man. So right on, come out man. to a show, everybody. Absolutely. Well, speaking of coming out to shows, I was meaning to ask you. I think you answered it by saying that you do some solo acoustic gigs. But do you have a solo band or any thoughts of putting together a solo band 
to take now that you're starting to accumulate a few songs, you know, to take out and play. You know, I'm, <laughs> I get that. I get asked that all the time. I guess it's basically if, if, you know, uh, if there was any sort of want for that, I guess, um, you know how hard it is to tour and get out there sure. on the road, man. I mean, it's expensive and, and things like that. But um, I always think about it, you know, because I would love to hear the stuff live by sure. even you know other musicians' interpretations of how they would want to want to play the parts. You know, it'd be really interesting to even just hear it back. So, yeah, I'm, I feel eventually that's going to happen, but I don't have any immediate plans for that. Being that you know, YNT still staying busy enough and i've got my solo acoustic stuff i do here regionally so okay yeah. would you be comfortable in giving up some of the creativity to let other people be quote unquote in the band you know i feel like when when if you're a guy that wants you wants other people to contribute and play their music uh that they wrote that these people had really nothing to do with mm -hmm. um you have to offer something to them. And sure. I, at this point, don't have that to offer, you know, and I wouldn't expect people to come in and just do this on their own, you know, freebie kind of thing, man. I sure. just, I wouldn't feel good about that. So I would want to make sure people are taken care of, you know, that are investing the time with me. Um, and that's what I mean by demand or any kind of want, you know, okay. for it to even really truly take form. And, and cause it takes a lot of work as you know, Chris, I mean, yeah. you know, it, when when you're 20 something years old and you can put a band together with your your buddies and and you're slugging it out for you know five years straight that's cool man do it you know but i got to be a little more calculated than that mhm mm no i get it you know it, it's funny i was talking to another another musician friend that i have that's a well known singer i won't say on air who it was but he was telling me that he he just left a band 100% because he's too old for the lifestyle now. Mm -hmm. Not because he doesn't enjoy the singing, not that he doesn't enjoy, you know, crowds and people digging the music and everything, but it's the other 23 hours of the day that he just can't do anymore. And it's, it is interesting. I know for me, when I tried to be a musician, I, I knew right away. It took, I was a drummer and it took me about two gigs of lugging gear around before I was like, nope. That's it. Not doing it, you know, and, and dealing with egos before, you know, dealing with egos of, well, I got to be paid more than this before we'd even played five shows. It was like, all right, we're done here. I can't do this. I don't know how, how guys that get later in life where life has taught you lessons, how you guys still can slug it out, you know, the way that you do. It's, it's, it's a gift I don't have, sir. Well, that's what's called a, a lifer. <laughs> they still exist. I mean, and that and that's what's really great about music and, and you know, it's it's this thing that when it bites you like the werewolf, man, it's like you, you it's you can't shake it, at least for me. Right. And I know and I can speak for, you know, the guys in Y and T as well, you know, we're lifers, man, and it's what we do, it's who we are. Um, you know, and and we love it, man. That's what it comes down to. You got to really love the music. And that's the thing I, I go back to pretty often these days is that why did I even begin to do this in the first place? Well, because I love to do it. It made right. me feel good, you know, as a kid and growing up through all that. 
it's like I don't even I couldn't even imagine if I didn't have music to do. I mean, right. I don't know what I'd do with my time. I'd probably wouldn't be here, honestly. <laughs> somehow I somehow I can't picture you being happy sitting in a cubicle answering calls or something. And I've done my day gigs, man, you know, throughout sure. my career. I you know, in my all through my adult life, man. Sure. I had other jobs that I had to tend to and and you know, like any working musician, you know. Um, I've been very fortunate in the last, let's say, 10 years to not have to worry about that, right. you know, but, you know, hey, man, there's as you go up, you come down and you just got to be humble, stay humble, stay grounded because, you know, things come to an end, man, and changes are going to take place. So, again, you know, you got to do it for the love. Right. I hear you, man. Well, dude, with um, with uh, Bahia Sunshine, uh, the new video comes out, what, Monday? Is that right? Monday the 14th? Yeah, yeah, I got this lyric video. Yes, August 14th. And I'm going to do a, a Facebook Live thing. Okay. Um, 7 p.m. And, and going to just play it on there on my, on, my, uh, on my page and then have a little Q&A hang. Um, but, you know, hey, man, lyric videos, we all know, you know, it's just a little backup just, just to it, sure. at least get some more stuff out there for people to hear the song because it's so hard to get yours on new music from anybody these days. Um, there's so much of it out there. I know I'm one in, you know, tens of thousands of guys putting videos out on Monday, you know? So, uh, you know, yeah, if you want to uh, check it out and it'll be available on the YouTube channel and, and all over the socials for me and, and my website, of course, AaronLee.com. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a really spaced out, uh, psychedelic cool. vibey, uh, lyric video. It's, it, it'll definitely keep you entertained for the four and a half minutes. Excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing the video. I definitely am looking forward to more music from you, man. Um, I know it's probably early to ask, but what are the plans for so, for future music? Is there anything in the pipeline? Or are you kind of writing new stuff right now? Where are you at? Well, I, I do have another single I'll be putting out probably uh, end of the year, early okay. next year. And then I'm going to put out the physical form EP, uh, CD, you know, get some stuff pressed up with Bahia Sunshine, uh, three or four other new songs. And then I was going to put the cover I did of the T-Rex song, Children of the Revolution, on yeah. there that I had released. That was actually the last single I'd put out uh, in 22. Um, and then, you know, keep writing in that time frame and see what else comes out that I can maybe pile into that CD. But I will definitely put out another single and put out the EP after that. Very good. Well, for now, he is Aaron Lee. You can definitely go see him with Y&T. You guys are, what, one? Do you have, like, one more show until you're done for the year? Is that right? Or okay. We only have two two gigs, which are at the Mystic Theater in Petaluma, California, on November 17th and 18th. We do a, an annual yearly thing there at the Mystic, two nights, and they always sell out. Sure. And, in fact, this time around, well, we did this last time as well, and it seemed to be pretty cool is I'm going to actually open Friday night. I'm going to open oh, for nice. my own band. <laughs> I'm going to open for myself. And then John <laughs> Nyman, our other guitar player in YNT, he's going to open the next night. And uh, that should be fun. And then we are done for the year, for this year. But uh, starting in 24, it is the 50th anniversary of YNT, believe it or not. And uh, we will be out on the Monsters of Rock cruise this year. Nice. We will be doing, uh, just got announced yesterday, we will be doing two shows in Tokyo, Japan. Oh, great. And 
that has been uh, a good five years, four years since we've been out there. Okay. Uh, so that should be great. And then uh, a full UK Europe run um, at the end of the year. And then along with all the regional stuff that we do, you know, right. closer to home throughout the year. So 24 is going to be big for YNT. It's the 50th anniversary. I, dude, I don't even like hearing that. I, I hate to say it. I hate to, because I remember when the band was so young. I mean, I, I, I do not remember the band in the seventies. I will say that I'm, I'm fifty four, but I, I was, age. I, and I was on board with Y and T, Black Tigerish. What years? That's like eighty one or two, isn't it? Eighty two. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm like. I'm like, oh my god! I get, am I really this old? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are, man. But you know what? We're still here doing what we love, right? That's right. That's exactly it, man. Well, dude, I'm glad you're still doing what you love. The new single is great. Bahia Sunshine is the single. I want to make sure I say it right, not it. Sunrise. But um, it is a great single. I suggest everybody goes to whatever platform you use and and check it out. And make sure you tune in on Monday over at Aaron's Facebook page to uh to see the new lyric video and uh participate in the chat and ask any questions you have um i'd imagine you'll take a cute a few y and t questions as well as as well as uh solo stuff so it's a great time to be an aaron lee fan and aaron um where should where should we tell people to go just to follow you you can go directly to aaronlee.com it's got all my social links there it has all the music there it has everything there so aaronlee.com very good and one more time, Bahia Sunshine. It is Aaron Lee and Aaron. Thanks so much for joining me here on Chris Haker Presents. Thanks, Chris. Great to be here. Just roll with it, take a hit.